الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters it is the grace and the fazl of allah tbaraka wa taala and we have to keep reminding ourselves of this repeatedly that everything is by the grace and the mercy of allah taala nothing is our achievement Nothing is our doing and any progress that we will make will be by the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala alone. So therefore we have to keep begging Him, keep asking Him. So it is the fuzzle and the karam, the grace, mercy of Allah Ta'ala that we are in the environment of deen. We come to study in an environment that is conducive to deen. We are being taught deen all the time and we are being encouraged to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and in this process many many things are taught to us the whole object is that how we can become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala how we can rectify our outer selves and rectify our inner selves as well our outer selves that our dressing, our appearance, the way we conduct ourselves outwardly, all this is correct. What we do, what is visible to others, all that is correct. And at the same time, we rectify our heart. We bring in those qualities in our heart which are required in deen, which Allah's Nabi Islam has taught us. So in any case, this is what we are here in the Madrasa for, this is what we keep talking about, what we keep reminding ourselves of. And in order to bring about this rectification, these muzakaras, these discussions take place to remind us of what is our direction. This itself won't make anything really happen, but this is the reminder of our direction, where we are supposed to head to. So in this regard, there have been many, many things that we have discussed over time. And all these things are lessons that we have heard even before. We keep hearing it from other ulama kiram So this is something that we have to keep embedding in our hearts moving forward. Alhamdulillah, all the various efforts of deen that take place are for the same purpose to bring about this environment of deen, to bring about this consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala, to bring about the importance of the way of life of Rasulullah and how we can adopt all this in our lives and pass it on to others also. For this, the madaris have been established, whether it is the madrasas where boys study, whether it is the madrasas that girls are attending, or whether it is the primary maktabs, 
all this is for the same purpose. Whether it is the Khanqas and where the Ahlullah train people to inculcate these qualities, that is also for the same purpose. And whether it is the work of Da'wat and Tabligh, that is also for the same purpose. To bring alive this consciousness, to bring alive this awareness, and to pass this message to one and all, that we are just here in this world for a very temporary time. And very shortly we will have to leave, we will have to move on, we will have to then face our deeds on the day of Qiyamah. In the Qabr already, before the day of Qiyamah, in the Qabr we will already have to face our deeds. If it's good deeds that we have passed on, that we have sent forward, then Alhamdulillah we will enjoy the benefits of that already in the Qabr. And Allah forbid if it is evil deeds then we are going to have to face the consequences of that. Allah Ta'ala save us all the torments and the difficulties that these type of deeds bring. Then the day of Qiyamah and thereafter it is the good deeds will take a person to Jannat, the evil deeds towards Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala save us. So all these efforts of deen are for the same purpose to bring this reality in us that we are here for a very temporary time and we have come to make the akhirat. This dunya, ad-dunya mazra'atul akhirah, it is the planting field for the hereafter. Now in this regard, every one of you would have been aware by now, that an ijtima will take place this weekend, starting on Saturday, in Durban, in Overport. The issue is, that this is where all the men would be gathering, and they would inshallah hear, various inspirational talks being given and they would be encouraged to spend time in the path of Allah Ta'ala all these aspects would be discussed what is the significance of us discussing this the thing is that we can also play a role in this and share in the rewards of what good will come out of it there are huge efforts put into it Many, many people sacrifice great amount of time and effort from long in advance to make all the preparations and together with that, the various jamaats that go out far and wide to make people aware of the ijtima that is going to take place, invite them to come, then all the work that takes place at the, at the ijtima and then whatever efforts take place thereafter. So there's a lot that goes into it. And we can be part of the rewards of this great effort that would take place. And how can we be part of it? So it's very simple. We might think that this is beyond me. I am only maybe 12 years old, 13 years old, somebody 15 years old. And I am in my house. And where can I be part of this great effort? This is not within my reach. But it is. And how it is within our reach to also share in the tremendous and the great rewards. Imagine there will be thousands of people that will perform Salah there for that number of days. They will participate in the programs. Somebody will get inspired. Somebody might change his life. And this happens at every Ishtima. People come, they attend, they've had, never had sometimes people come without even having had any intention before of coming. Just on the day they saw so many people going in a certain direction, they decided, okay, let's go here on Bayan. They come, they sit down, they listen, 
that becomes a turning point in their lives. This has happened so many times. And then that person becomes very conscious of deen. He gives up all his sins, gives up all his evil habits. Person starts becoming punctual on his salah. He becomes a good Muslim. Then he invites others and he becomes a means of others coming onto deen. So all those who played a role in this, they share in the rewards. And they will be one day gone to their qabars, they will still be getting the reward of this. The issue is how can we become part of it? How we can share the rewards? Such great rewards, thousands of people, Salah will share reward in it, the other good deeds that will take place, and then people will change their lives inshallah. We can share the rewards in various ways. Number one, we daily start making dua. Subhanallah, what a simple amal, but yet such a great amal. What difficulty is there in making dua? How much of time it will take? What amount of energy we will have to extend? Nothing. Hardly any amount of time it takes. And no effort required. In our comfort, in our convenience, in our own homes, we are sitting and making dua that Allah Ta'ala makes this ishtima very successful. Make it a means of people's hearts turning towards deen. Make it a means of hidayat for the entire ummah. Make it a means of people becoming conscious of Allah Taala, A means of people becoming conscious that they must give up their sins and evils. So we are going to make this dua. This dua is very effective. Now thousands of people start making dua. It is the effect that comes in the hearts of people. These duas play a tremendous role in that. Somebody in their private corner is making dua while that bayan is taking place. That dua has a direct effect on what comes out from the person's tongue who is speaking, what effect it takes on the heart of the person listening, all these things that dua plays a role in it. And we can all be part of this great effort by making dua. So we should be doing this. That takes no difficulty, there is no difficulty on our part in making dua. So from now, from today, daily sometime, even if it's just a few minutes daily, and especially during the days of the ishtima, we spend a little bit more time becoming part of this and making dua. And Allah knows best whose dua it will be that will really become the means of that acceptance and the means of that effect and whose lives will change as a result and who will reach what heights. And behind all that will be somebody's quiet dua, they raise their hands, they shed some tears, they begged Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, you accept this, you forgive all the mistakes, you make it a means of hidayat, you make it a means of benefit for the entire ummah, you make it a means of people's hearts turning towards you, you make it a means of people making sincere tawbah from all the wrong, you make it a means of people becoming punctual on their five times salah, and all the other various duas that go along with it. So in our own privacy, we will be making this dua. Allah knows best. Whose dua? Whose? And many a times in the collective dua, one person is making dua, now he's conscious of everybody listening, making ameen. And one person silently, quietly, alone, sitting in one corner of their home and making dua. The sincerity in that dua is sometimes far, far greater. And that sincere dua would sometimes become the basis for things really turning around. So don't regard this as small or trivial or something beyond us. We have this great role to play. 
And we can make the difference. And don't underestimate this dua of ours. But sincerely, begging from Allah Ta'ala alone, we make this a point from today, from now. Inshallah, we would have, we will do it. And, and the chances are, we are already doing it. Allah Ta'ala bless us for doing that. So, the second thing is, in many, many places, this is something done. To the extent that somebody can do this, Alhamdulillah, many people, many ladies, women, in the areas where ijtimas are taking place, where other efforts of deen are taking place, when something of great importance is happening over a period of time, one day, two days, three days, many take the courage, again this is up to the individual, we have the ability, we have the strength, Alhamdulillah presently, this is very easy, it's the winter months, many keep fast in those days. The purpose of this is, this is not something that is a prescription from sunnat, that if there is some program taking place somewhere, then somebody should fast. This is something that by doing good actions, righteous actions, the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala is drawn down. And when that righteous action is done, so that the rahmat may come in a particular aspect, then inshallah that is hoped for. That will happen accordingly. So many people, in many, many, many areas this happens, that the ladies, the woman folk, they take the courage and they fast during these days. And they engage themselves in a lot of dua, a lot of ibadat. So, if anybody has the courage, alhamdulillah, nafil fasts, and especially it is the month of Sha'ban. In the month of Sha'ban, Nabi Islam is to fast excessively. In the hadith, Hazrat Aisha anha says that Allah's Nabi Islam, when the month of Sha'ban would come, he would fast almost the entire month. Almost the entire month. Though the rest of us, Nabi Islam has advised that if a person fears that he will get weak by the time Ramadan comes, then in the latter half of Sha'ban, he should not fast so much that it now affects his ability to fulfill whatever the requirements of Ramadan are. Somebody has the full strength, well and good, alhamdulillah. But the days of Sha'ban are very significant and Allah's Nabi Islam is to fast excessively in this month. So that niyat also can be joined in that it is sunnah to fast in this month much more. So that benefit will also come so that is the second thing. One is dua, that is the main thing, that is the easiest thing. It doesn't take any effort, hardly any time, doesn't cost us anything. And that is the essence of ibadat. Ad-du'a u mukhul ibadah. So we should do that. And inshallah, our muallimas will remind us also in the, over the next few days that we are spending some time in dua. The second thing we spoke about that those, if anybody has the courage, Alhamdulillah, there's no hard and fast on this, somebody has the ability, strength, then we should try and fast. The third thing is, some other righteous a'mal, again in the same, with the same objective, to bring down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. That these righteous a'mal bring, become the means of the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala coming. So in those days in particular, and even before, we make some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, some zikr, tasbihat, durud sharif, etc. And we follow this up with little bit dua as well. So whatever somebody can read, one para, somebody five para, somebody less, more, whatever the case is. But we try and engage in some ibadat. With the sole purpose of bringing down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, 
that this rahmat will descend on the hearts of everybody that has gathered. And if thousands of people benefit, thousands of people's lives change, everybody benefits. Because this brings down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala on everyone. And then those people whose hearts became affected, those people who somebody wasn't conscious of his salah, or he was reading maybe four, four namazes a day, Fajr he was missing, somebody was missing Zuhar because they're too busy in their business, somebody was not paying their zakat properly or correctly, somebody Hajj was farz, he wasn't bothered about it, somebody was indulging in some sins, now after having attended the programs, something came in the heart, no, this is not the way I can carry on, I need to change my life. Those who were silently contributing, and they were silently making a very big contribution. It was a silent contribution, but a major contribution. And this is the real contribution towards the effect of these programs of deen, that those who were making dua from their hearts, raising their hands, those who were making that ibadat to bring down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, fasting maybe, reciting Qur'an Sharif, making tasbihat, zikr, dua, they have been making that major contribution and they will share a major portion of the rewards that will accrue out of this effort. And this is such a simple prescription for us to become part of every effort of deen taking place throughout the world. Subhanallah. We'll only realize the benefit of this on the day of Qiyamat. On the day of Qiyamat when a person will see mountains of rewards and will be astounded. And then the person will be informed that this, see, you were part of all this. How you were part of it, I didn't even know this was happening. You made dua, ya Allah, all the good that is taking place throughout the world. Whatever effort of deen is taking place which you are pleased with. Whatever effort of deen is taking place in the correct manner. Ya Allah, you accept it, make it a means of khair, make it a means of benefit and hidayat, etc. So by making this dua, you will shame the rewards of that. Now, we can't go around the world doing so many things. We perhaps don't have the money to be part of so many things. But we have the dua to be part of everything. So why deprive ourselves of such great good? So we make dua for all the good work that is taking place throughout the world. And in particular, presently since this is happening in our city, around the corner from us, us we should be making even more dua that Allah Ta'ala makes this istima means of great happiness, uh, great success, great good. So this is the third thing, that some ibadat, especially in those days, while the programs are taking place, we should become part of it in this manner. Many a times, there are things that happen behind the scenes. It is not visible, but it is what happens behind the scenes that actually makes what is happening outwardly happen. For example, you switch the light on. So you see somebody switching, put, pressing the switch, the button, and the light came on, that is the visible part. But there's a whole team of people behind the scenes in the power station. If they don't do their job in the power station, then you can keep pressing the button, but no light will come on. And you can put very fancy switches and uh, have very fancy uh, light fittings. But if that silent team behind the scenes in the power station don't do their job, the light won't come on. So it is the silent team that is behind the scenes that makes the difference. This power station is the people who are making dua, who are making that ibadat. Outwardly somebody is giving a talk, somebody is sitting and listening, there are various other arrangements are in place, many other things are happening. But it, the power station are the silent people. Therefore when 
the effort, some, some bayan is taking place also, whatever other things. Some people are put specifically aside to be making zikr, to be engaging in dua. So the more this happens, the greater the power, the greater the effect. So therefore we should be come part of that power station. And that silent team that works, they are sometimes, uh, their ikhlas is even greater because they are behind the scenes. Nobody even knows what they are doing. It's between them and Allah Ta'ala. So this brings on the light. And that light shines on the hearts of people that were present, the hearts of people that were absent. That light shines far and wide. So nobody is aware where the power station came from or where the power came from. But all those who contributed to add to that power, they will also share the reward of this light shining throughout the world. So, this is a golden opportunity for us to become part of these efforts. And all our efforts, whether we are in the madrasa, whether we are in a, uh, somebody is in a khanqa somewhere, somebody is in some jamaat somewhere, everything is towards the same end result. And the end result is that how total deen comes alive. Total deen comes alive in the entire ummat. Whether that is pertaining to our ibadat, our mu'amalat, our monetary dealings, our mu'asharat, social life, our akhlaq, every aspect. Many things, nobody will know what happened. But I have met many, many people over time. And somebody in some ishtima, somebody in some other ishtima, that became the turning point of a person's life. Then that person went on to become conscious of deen. He then sent his children to become alims and hufas and alims, etc. They then taught deen to Allah knows best how many people. Those who were the powerhouses, those who contributed, they are sharing in all this. They don't even know about it. So, this is one aspect that we wish to discuss today, that we should not deprive ourselves of becoming conscious of, of sharing, taking a part in this effort and sharing the rewards in these ways that we discussed. The dua, inshallah, we will be reminded about this for the next few days, that we are spending some time specifically making dua for this. Maybe we will be given some time also, a few minutes here and there, to be making dua for it. And together with that, we have the courage. If somebody has the courage, the weekend, we keep some fast, and we make the ibadat, we make dua to Allah Ta'ala, all for this purpose that the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala descends, and as a result, people's hearts change for the better. This becomes a means of great khair, great benefit spreading far and wide. Then the second aspect that we wished to discuss today is, Alhamdulillah, the month of Sha'ban has commenced. We are already in the second day of Sha'ban. So, we should be now very, very conscious of the time period that we are in. And this requires that we start preparing for the great event that is to take place. The great guest that is coming. And that is the month of Ramadan. We should have already started long ago in the Hadith Sharif, the very famous dua which we are already making. Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. We learn from this that Nabi Wasallam's enthusiasm for Ramadan was already two months before, from the beginning of Rajab. So we are already in Sha'ban. Our enthusiasm for the month of Ramadan should be building up now. When a person wants to really achieve the maximum from something major, some major event, major occasion, 
the preparations are done long in advance. It's not on the day of that event, the day of that occasion that a person starts preparing. Everything happens well in advance. There's a small little wedding taking place in the family, some other small function taking place in the family, the preparations start long in advance. That wedding will take place, it will last, the whole function would last for maybe one, two hours, three hours at the most. But for the three hours, though that nikah itself is a minute, but whatever, okay, fine, by time, whatever the issues are, it might take an hour, two hours. But for that one, two hours, what not is done? The whole house is made spick and span. The cleaning takes place long in advance. People even end up painting their homes again. All because it must be spick and span, clean, shining, so that when the guests come, everything is in order. So likewise, this preparation has to start from now to clean out our hearts, so that when the guest of Ramadan comes, then we are ready for it. We are prepared for it. We are ready to receive it. How are we going to do this? From now, we daily make istighfar, toba, and beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, and make dua that the month of Ramadan must come to us in a way that we achieve the maximum. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make this dua, he taught this dua, Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan, wa sallim Ramadan li, wa sallimhu li mutaqabbala. Ya Allah, you keep me safe and sound for the month of Ramadan, healthy and fit, so that I may be able to do the maximum. وَسَلِّمْ رَمَضَانَ لِي And make Ramadan also peaceful and everything in order for me so that that time period also is conducive for me. No, nothing must come in that time which distracts me, which deflects me. Some situation mustn't come about that as a result of which I get engrossed in something else. My mind, my energies get sapped up somewhere else. Ya Allah, keep that also safe for me. And accept this whole thing from me. Allah's Nabi is making this dua in so many different ways, teaching us that what our enthusiasm should be for the month of Ramadan. So the month of Ramadan is a month-long period, and therefore, because it's a whole month, it mustn't be that a person hasn't built up the stamina for that entire month. And because the person hasn't built up the stamina for that month, one day, two days, five days, the person is in flat. As they say, first is Josh, and then becomes Hosh, and then by the time the fifth, seven day comes, is like Behosh. Now when the last ten days come again, we're trying to find our feet. By the time we find our feet, it's 27th of Ramadan already. So from now, we have to build the stamina. And how we are going to do that? We start increasing our tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily. From now, if somebody is reciting only quarter para daily, we start making it maybe half para daily, or a little more also. Somebody is reciting one para, we increase that. We start making it one and quarter para, one and a half para. The issue is that in the tilawat also, we from now start increasing it. Little bit, but we start increasing it. So that when the month of Ramadan comes, now we are reciting one and a half para, one and quarter para daily. When the month of Ramadan comes, it will become easy to recite five paras daily, seven paras daily. And this might sound like a lot, but those who dedicate themselves, they apply themselves, Allah Ta'ala makes it easy for them. The issue is, number one, the will to do it. That I want to do it. The will and the want. That I want to do it. And then the enthusiasm to build up by means of the virtues, the fazail, and then the effort. When a person has the true desire, the true talab, 
and makes the effort, Allah Ta'ala makes it easy. And Allah Ta'ala makes it happen. So, therefore, we need to apply ourselves, dedicate ourselves, and in this way we'll find the great benefit coming through. So this is the thing that we need to start doing. We increase the extent of our tilawat. Together with that, our zikr, our tasbihat, time in dua, we start increasing these things. We make a lot of istighfar, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. If Allah forbid we are involved in anything, that is a distraction. The BBM and the uh, WhatsApp and Twitter and all these things, the chatting, then we give it up now. Otherwise, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, the month of Ramadan will come and this will carry on. So we give up all the distractions. Otherwise, the month of Ramadan, they are, Allah forbid, in the name of Islam, there are even more distractions. There will be, people will have Ramadan fairs. There is a Ramadan fair. Now, Ramadan is being exploited for business. What has Ramadan got to do with the fair? But as if now, because the word Ramadan is come to it, so therefore now this is also sawab. Whereas the worst place on earth is the bazaars. Allah's Nabi is saying it. That the worst place on earth is the bazaar. Now putting the word Ramadan on it doesn't make it something that this will become the good place on earth. There will still be the worst place on earth. And out of sheer necessity, a person goes to the bazaar, just like a person goes to fulfill the need by visiting the toilet. This is the reality. So just in that manner, the bare minimum time, and as far as possible, that too a person will avoid going, because in terms of the bazaar, that need can be fulfilled by sending somebody else. The men would go and buy whatever is necessary and come away. And they'll go for the bare minimum time. So, the issue is, that if we don't stop these things now, it will flow on into Ramadan, and what a terrible thing this would be, what a terrible injustice to the Mubarak month, what a degree of ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala for that great ni'mat and bounty of Ramadan. We need to stop this now. Make sincere istighfar. A person, somebody is involved in listening to music, give it up now. Otherwise, all these things will carry on in the month of Ramadan. And there will be even more distractions as we are speaking about. These fairs will happen. There will be fashion shows in Ramadan. People will have all these kind of things also. And now because it will be now we are going to buy for Eid, fashion shows, subhanallah. Allah Ta'ala forgive us and save us. There will be all kinds of things carrying on to, and all the time that is supposed to be engaged in ibadat, things happening on the airwaves and what not to distract us. We should become conscious that what our direction is, where we are supposed to be heading. What is our time supposed to be spent in? Are we supposed to be spending our time listening to chit chat over the airwaves? Or wasting our time with the social media? and the BBMs and whatever else, or are we spend, supposed to be spending our time in tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, in other righteous actions, in doing good deeds that will please Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, as we discussed last week, this ta'wil, this interpretation, actually misinterpretation, this is ready at everybody's fingertips. Anyone and everyone can justify anything. Whatever you want to justify, you'll find the justification for it. And people misuse ahadis. They misuse various things to justify anything they want. So, person will say, no, don't worry, this is my heart. I got the right intention in my heart. Don't worry about After that, everything is fine. 
Whereas these are the things we should be inquiring from the ulama kiram, from the mashayikh. What is the correct thing to do? We don't decide for ourselves. And we all need it. I need it and we all need it that we have to keep referring to our elders and keep referring to our seniors and the muftiyan kiram and take their direction and guidance. We don't become the grand mufti of the time. Because when we become the grand mufti, our issue is different. We become the grand mufti because we're looking for that one grand, or maybe many more than one grand. So we're giving our hearts the own fatwa, but not sincerely, not for the sake of what is going to please Allah Ta'ala. But our fatwa to our heart is where we're going to get the grand, meaning many grands, the thousand grand, hundred thousand grand, where we're going to make the money, or where we're going to get the fun, where we're going to get the excitement, where we're going to get some other kind of nafsani pleasure. That is what our fatwas are to the heart. The Hadith Sharif that says, Istafti Qalbak, that ask your heart the fatwa. That is provided your heart is a mufti. Provided your heart is a correct mufti. But if somebody's heart is not a mufti, that heart is inciting towards evil all the time, that heart is taking a person towards misusing deen, then that heart, asking that heart is going to be of no use. Because that heart is going to give the fatwa of nafs. The fatwa of nafs is going to be given by that heart. <coughs> so, we're going to ask ourselves, the heart will say, no, don't worry, go attend this fair, and go do this and do that, and it's all good, it's all fine, and listen to this and listen to that. It mustn't become too extreme. And uh, whatever other misinterpretations and tawilat can become, the nafs will give us all that. That is not going to benefit us in, from, in the court of Allah Ta'ala. They no ta'wil will work and no interpretations and misinterpretations will work. Allah Ta'ala is the knower of the reality. What is in our hearts. So, we need to clean all this out from now in preparation of the month of Ramadan. Don't wait for that last minute. By that time the month will start and then we will already have lost a lot of time and then the person will go flat in a few days also. So, we need to keep reminding ourselves of this. Keep bringing increasing the actions in this time as well. The tilawat, the zikr, the dua, the tasbihat, and all other righteous actions. Learning deen is also part of it. So, we spend time in that also, with the same niyat. So, in any case, the month of Ramadan is coming. This is a great month. This is something that Nabi Wasallam prepared long in advance for. How much more we should be concerned, so that we build this energy, we build this stamina. When a person wants to run the marathon, they start practicing and training six months in advance. Six months in advance. person is pounding the pavements. So that when that day comes, he can run the distance. Otherwise, he'll run one kilometer, five kilometers, maybe ten kilometers, and by that time he's over. He can't run anymore. So what makes him be able to complete the distance that he was training six months in advance? And he was refraining from all the things that will harm his health. And he was taking a lot of energy foods. So the same thing applies for the spiritual uh, benefits. That spiritual marathon that is coming, which we have to last, the energy has to last for the whole month. How will that happen? That will happen by refraining from the harmful foods, the sins. Because that will destroy our spiritual health. Then the month of Ramadan will come, the person will still be looking at haram. The person will still be listening to haram. 
And what a tremendous injustice to, this is to the month of Ramadan. Allah forbid some azab comes away at that time. So we got to refrain from the harmful foods, refrain from the sins, refrain from all the evils, the backbiting, the listening to haram, the looking at haram. And at the same time, the energy foods we have to eat, we have to increase our ibadat, increase our tilawat, our zikr, our dua, our tasbihat. And in this way, we will build the stamina, the energy, when the month of Ramadan comes, we will be able to reap the maximum. So, may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us tawfiq, the two things, very important things we discussed today. One was that how we can become part of this great effort that is taking place and be part of the benefit and the good that will come out of the ishtima, inshallah. We become the silent contributors towards that power. That powerhouse that is generating the power, we become the silent contributors towards that. And the way to do that is we discussed dua. Somebody has the ability and has the courage. They fast as well, nafil fast. And nafil fast in the month of Shaban is sunnat in any case. So we make that niyat also. And together with that other righteous actions, tilawat, tasbihat, zikr, for the benefit that would come down, for the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala to descend, and for the effort to be successful, and a means of good and khair for all those who will attend, and all those who are not attending as well, for everybody it becomes a means of great khair and benefit. So that was the first thing that we discussed, and the second thing we discussed, that this great month of Ramadan is approaching us, we already have, we are in the last month of Ramadan, we have less than one month left. We need to start, start building up the energy, the stamina, by increasing our ibadat, increasing our tilawat, zikr, dua, and by cutting out all the things that are distractions, removing all the evils from our hearts, and preparing ourselves by cleaning out our hearts. So may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, and make us among His two servants, enable us to reap the maximum benefits and rewards from the Mubarak month that is coming. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين